Arizona Sports. Cardinals head coaching search. Update. 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 Alright, so that was a bit of a plot twist yesterday when, you know, about an hour after the show, Dan Quinn just informs teams, oh yeah, I'm going back to Dallas. So let's start there, Wolf. I got some, some Ian Rappaport audio that, uh, that Aaron and Lauren just cut up. I want to play, but let's, let's start with the Dan Quinn stuff because I asked you this before the show and I think it's worth asking again. If he's just going to stay in Dallas, well, that's his choice. But then why interview for all these positions? Why go to a second interview with the with the Cardinals? And I believe he did that with somebody else, too. Why, why go through all that and then sure. just be like, I'm just going to stay where I was? Sure. Um, you know, I, I think there's a number of reasons. I, I know that if you were in that situation right there where you were a coach, a head coach in the National Football League, you had a modicum of success. You you actually had a winning record, 43 and 42. You actually went to a Super Bowl, and yeah, it was one of the more memorable Super Bowls for your collapse. Um, I, I think you'd want your name to be out there. I think you, you would want your name to get out there, and you'd want to interview. You'd want to go ahead and do that. And maybe you've had your eye on a couple of other jobs in the National Football League that may come open, not this year, but may come open next year. And maybe you're looking at a, a young guy like Micah Parsons, and you're looking at a defense that is really, really good. And you love Dallas, and you love um, being there, and you living there and your family does and suddenly you just say to yourself you know what it's good to get my name out there but I'm going to call my shot on this one and I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to stay right here in Dallas thank you very much please keep me in mind as we move forward well it's a fine line though right because isn't the knock on Eric Bieniemy? he's interviewed too many times whatever that means I mean I guess there's a fine line right you don't yeah. want to you don't want your name out there too I, I don't understand why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a job sure. I mean it's been years of that but Dan Quinn we are at the point where if it's not going to be Sean Payton, I was in on Dan Quinn or Brian Flores. And I think a lot of people were in on Dan Quinn in particular because of the success he has already had and specifically with the defense. It's yeah. just kind of like you were saying yesterday, Brian Flores is almost the full extreme away from what the Cardinals were doing last year. Yes. Dan Quinn's maybe a little more middle ground, but he's still pretty far away from what they were doing last year. I don't know. He, he made a lot of sense to me. For the Cardinals, and now he's. It's not like somebody else scooped him. He's just not even out there. I also wonder what exactly Jerry Jones said to Dan Quinn. Well, that's the real question. Because I wouldn't want to lose Dan Quinn. Not with the defense I've got with the Dallas Cowboys. Not with the way he's he's used my best player on the defensive side of the ball and Micah Parsons. Uh, I I would want Dan Quinn back. And you have to wonder exactly what did he say. And if I'm Mike McCarthy, I I would wonder what he said as well. I'd want to know the answer to that. Why is Dan Quinn coming back? <laughs> Coaching in Dallas, I guess you are always looking over your shoulder, right? Because if Sean Payton goes back to television, Mike McCarthy now has to look over his shoulder at Dan Quinn and Sean Payton. Now, speaking of Sean Payton, Ian Rappaport was on with Pat McAfee today. And I'm going to run through some of these clips. They asked him what options are out there at this point for Peyton. In Houston, there's no second interview scheduled, and it does not feel like there's any momentum there. So that's two down. Arizona, he was at yesterday. Sounds like that went well. And as of right now, it sounds like that is still a possibility and still in play. 
And I know we talked about a couple weeks ago that that one, to me, made a lot of sense, even though I think a lot of people are like, oh, Michael Bidwell, and the big salary and the draft picks, like, I think there's, you know, Arizona is, I think, was interested in Frank Reich, was interested in Dan Quinn, not getting either of them. Sean Payton, we'll see, but that would make some sense. And then I think at Denver, he has not been eliminated there. You know, I know they like D'Amico Ryans a lot, um, but he's still in play there as well. So I think there's, you know, might it lean toward returning to Fox now? I think maybe, but he's definitely still in play at two places. Right, so a couple things here, Wolf. One, it does. If the only knock everybody had on Arizona was, would Michael Bidwell be willing to pay as much yeah. as it takes? Then the flip side to that is, if he just decides I'm going to pay for it, then they're going to get Sean Payton, right? I mean, that's if that's really the only knock on him coming here was that Michael Bidwell might not want to pay for it. Then it's all in Michael Bidwell's hands right now. The other thing that Ian Rappaport said right there, they had interest in Dan Quinn, they had interest in Frank Reich, like how. Weird is it going to be if the Cardinals go out and get Sean Payton because the other guys they wanted, those other options dried up, and they went with the home run option instead. Yeah. That's the only option left. It's not yet, but we're getting there. Yeah, I, it's a great question to ask, Luke. Um, I wish we had a little bit more information as to how that went yesterday. I think the seven hours bodes well. <laughs> Again, I'll go back to that. <laughs> I think the seven hours, right, it, it, it bodes well for having a pleasant conversation You're you're enjoying what you're hearing. He's enjoying what he's hearing, I would imagine. Um, what were they discussing for seven hours? Um, listen, if you can't fix Kyler Murray, you're not going to have six of those hours and the conversation. True. Right? If you can't do it. if if you, I, I, How long are you really talking about fixing Kyler Murray and getting him in the offense he needs to be in for him to succeed? Exactly. I and, don't know. And this goes back back to what I was saying, if people think if the only reason people think Arizona doesn't make sense for Sean Payton is that they don't think Michael Bidwell will pay for him, why if you're Michael Bidwell would you talk to Sean Payton for seven hours if you're not at least thinking okay, is this guy maybe worth it? Do I just well, need to... I, from a, listen, this is not what he's doing but from a PR perspective you would say, yes, I'm, I, we, we cast the net far for an hour. and why? Yeah, you talk and to him for going, an hour. Well, right. Yeah. See, that's not, not all day. Not not seven hours. And, and also, I mean, the power of persuasion from Sean Payton as well, right? If, if Sean Payton is that persuasive of what he can do with your quarterback, even if you went into the interview like, I'm not going to pay this guy $20 million. Well, six hours in, you're like, this guy's making some some some, some yes. good points. And Dan Quinn just went back to Dallas. And honestly, too, pay him. you could. You could totally, absolutely, you, you could justify it based on what you're hearing from Sean Payton, especially when you're talking about Kyler Murray, how important it is to get Kyler Murray right. After you paid him $230 million to get him right. And I don't think that's the reclamation project other people think it is. I really don't. I, you know the way I feel. Yeah, what but, you but it's something you him. do have to get right. It's But it's something you do have to get right. You got to fix it. This guy is wildly talented. You got to make him see the light. Make him understand why it's so important. Is Sean Payton that guy that can reach Kyler Murray and then teach Kyler Murray? Well, and look, easy for me to say because it's not my money, but what, you just said $230 million to Kyler Murray? Yes. What is 
five years, eighty million to Sean Payton if that guarantees you get it right. Yes, is that a, yeah? I mean, is that an investment you'd be willing to spend? Because you're going to Michael Bidwell. You're going to have to pay. You're not going to have to pay another coach near that much, but you're going to have to pay another coach anyway. And so at that point. If you're going to pay another coach and you're like, yeah, I'm about 70% chance, I'm 70% confident he could get it right with Kyler, you're looking at Sean Payton, you're like, no, this will fix it. We'll be good. Can, can we all just say that if, in fact, Sean Payton had the success the New Orleans Saints have had with Sean Payton and the Arizona Cardinals had that kind of success here? <laughs> Judging. Yeah, I'll take a That's Super a Bowl. lot of money right there. I'll take a Super Bowl and, a, and being a perennial playoff team, that's probably worth five years, $80 million. I'm just throwing that number out there, just, but that's in that range. If he, could, if he could restore the Arizona Cardinals to being a perennial playoff team, if he could do that, the way that when B.A. was here, they were they were constantly uh, in the playoffs. Well, not constantly. I shouldn't say that. They were a good team for three years in a row, four years they were a good team. Yeah, and just think, and we can get more into this, but just think from the Suns' perspective, you know, with how frustrated people are with DA today. If there was a coach out there that could guarantee to unlock DeAndre Ayton, you'd pay pretty much anything for that, wouldn't yes. you? Yes. And I would say quarterback more important than big man in the NBA right now. Uh, we come back. What matchups over uh, championship weekend are we going to be eyeing the most closely? We'll make our predictions. So are you ready for predictions, Wolf? I know you love those. No. Predictions are next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We got a lot more on that Sean Payton conversation, too. This is one of those shows, Wolf, where it's a four-hour show, and it feels like we have like seven hours worth of material to get into. You're saying we got sound? I, I got more Ian Rappaport oh, sound. Oh, man, play that's good. Here as well. Yeah. But, uh, we're going to go into the conference championship games this weekend because we got to do our predictions. We haven't done our predictions yet. So now is the time to do it. Which, uh, which game do you want to start with? Let's go with the AFC. Here, let me get this out of the way, too, okay? Okay, yeah. Remember we did that stupid playoff draft a couple weeks ago that was my dumb idea? No. Okay, good. Remember. Well, I'm going to bring it up anyway. Okay. Let's see. Current standings, you're winning. <laughs> Wait a minute. Say that again? What? Well, no, you didn't care, so oh, I left okay. no. <laughs> Maloney's in second, and I don't even have any teams left, and I'm in last. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, you know what? Do you remember um, drafting the teams? I do. Remember. Okay, I'll give you guys a little bit of credit, okay? Yes. Because I was looking at this. Maloney sent the uh, the email with the update, and I was like, I'm not going to read this. This is horrible. Um, so I took Buffalo with the first pick. The next four teams, I never even had a chance. You guys took the four teams that are left with the next four picks. I never even got a chance. To, it's not like, oh, but I missed when the, in the second round because okay. I took so-and-so. They were right. all gone. You so, took all the teams. Okay, once again, because I was winning, right? Because I am winning right yeah. now. Is that what you're saying? Okay, you have the, I'm winning. You have the Bengals and Niners. Maloney uh, has the uh, Eagles and Chiefs. I'm winning. You want to go? You want to go? Comes yeah, down okay, to this right, weekend, Wolf. Go. Okay, here we go. And, yeah, what, what is going to happen this weekend? Well, How's that shaping that's up? That's where right predictions now? come in. Okay, this is good right now. AFC. You want to go with the AFC? Let's start with the AFC. Game. Okay. Okay, great. Patrick Mahomes practicing in full all week, it looks like. Okay, who is going to win, Basinonians, the AFC championship game coming up? Boy, I tell you, let's just set the scene with this. I think there's nothing this weekend. What are you laughing at? I'm just <laughs> no, nothing this weekend that would surprise I'm me. Staring, I'm deadpanning command and control. Here's my problem: I want the Bengals to win. 
But okay. in order to take down Sir Ron Wolfley, yeah. I need the Chiefs to win. <laughs> yeah, I had that issue last week. I wanted the uh, 49ers to win, but I technically needed Dallas to win, but I was I was happy to lose. I, I'm sorry right now. The Bengals, even though they've beat the Chiefs the last three times, they've beat them by a grand total of nine points. Each game decided by three points. Stop and think about that. Yeah. And the Bengals, of course, down, down. In these games, they were down 18, they were down 14, and they were down 7. It still came back and won them. Stop and think about that. I, I'm going to have to go with the Kansas City Chiefs because you're not doing it a fourth time. That's so That's tough. just no way, especially in Arrowhead. You got a score for me? It, it can't be. Um, a little quid pro quo. One thing in exchange for another. Let's flip it on the Bengals. 27-24 Chiefs. All right. Uh, man. Okay, here. Let me play this quote from Willie Gay first. He was asked what impresses him about that Bengals offense, okay? What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? You played it a few times? Nothing. Okay, nothing. Okay. All right, so there's a little extra billboard. Boy, the way he material. said it, too. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, don't even ask nothing. about the Bengals. What are you doing? Ask me about some other team. Willie, can I talk to you for a minute right now? <laughs> if, if I were Andy Reid, I, I seriously, come here. You need to shut it. Andy Reid's too busy drawing mustaches on his players' faces on those uh, in those insurance commercials right now to, <laughs> to be able to know what Willie Gay's talking about. Willie, you honestly need to be quiet. Nothing. Nothing. God, okay. It's okay. Really That's hard. So, it's just why would you do that? It's really tough to pick against Patrick Mahomes if he's if he's healthy. I mean, I came out of last weekend being like, no, nah, it's going to be the Bengals. I, I, I'm going to have to stick with the Bengals. I think Patrick Mahomes might be the best offensive player I've ever seen, um, just in terms of raw talent. And he still only has one Super Bowl. And if he's healthy, I mean, there's a a very plausible scenario where the Chiefs just win the Super Bowl this year. But I'm going to go Cincinnati 30 to 27. Let's see, Cincinnati 30 to 27. So for a fourth time yeah. in a row, they beat them by three. I don't. I can't remember a time I've ever picked against the Chiefs. I really can't. At Arrowhead with Pat Mahomes, I know, and Mahomes He's is got healthy. a high ankle sprain. Come on, man. Uh, man. I don't know. There's something about this Bengals team. I don't know if they're winning the Super Bowl, but I. I think they're getting back, and I, I have not thought you that all year yeah, until think, the last two weeks. Well, you, it's because of the Willie Gay comment right well, now. That didn't help. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, Willie, you that you just provided aid, comfort, and shelter to the Cincinnati Bengals by saying that. You did. You just jabbed the Bengal tiger right in the ribs when you just said, why? Doesn't seem smart. Why would you do that? It is just, I, if I were a team captain in there, I'd say, what, what were you thinking? Why would you do that? Well, it's because, man, we, I'm confident. In, you know, you're really not confident if you've got to act like that. You're not confident. That's a great answer. Well, because, man. Yeah, man. I'm sold. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, Joe Burrow, nothing. Joe Mixon, nothing. Jamar Chase, <laughs> nothing, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, that's an impressive offense. The Chiefs, I, I, I think the Chiefs are the better team. Even that, I don't know. I think these teams are so even. And man, I, it, I feel really weird picking against Patrick Mahomes, but I just, I don't know. I think the Bengals are going to pull this one off. And obviously, I think it's going to be close coming down to the wire, like every meeting between these two teams does. Yeah. Um, and then you have Joe Burrow. That would have been the fourth fight that I would have lost in my ten years in the National Football League. 
That would have been number four. With a teammate for saying that? Yeah, with Willie Gay. He might have won that fight. I, no, I would have lost that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I, I, I would have done it going to the ground. I'll tell you that much. Uh, this is Joe Burrow talking about the Chiefs. We've been in these spots. Um, we have the experience. We know what team we're playing. team that's been to this, this game the last five seasons, and they've all been in that stadium. So, to me, they're still the team to beat. And then we're coming for them, but we know it's going to be tough. We know it's going to be going to be hard fought, and we know the kind of players that they have on that side. It's a noticeable it's dynamic. Beautiful, right there, the balance. Burrow's the giving balance. them credit. Yes, Willie Gay's not giving the Bengals much credit. Yes, there it is, the balance. Indeed, I love that. That is that is it. That's median. You answered the question, and you really said nothing. <laughs> All right, let's get to the NFC game because I know this is the one oh, you really okay. want to talk Sorry. about. We've got to make a second prediction here. This is going to be brutal right You now. want me to go first with this one? Yes, I, right. I would like that. Once again, I'm going against what I logically normally feel, and I'm going to go Philadelphia 24-21. Okay, 24-21. Yeah. Like kind of a low-scoring game. Yeah. Huh? I think the Niners will be able to drag them down into a low-scoring game a little bit. Yeah. But I think Philadelphia is just going to still have... I mean, they have A.J. Brown. I st- we're 21 weeks into the season. I still don't understand how they got A.J. Brown. Yeah, A.J. Brown. Um, A.J. Brown. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what <laughs> no, did you question, you why did you question yourself in that situation? Because I don't why like picking you? against the 49ers, and I don't like picking against the Chiefs. Okay. And I keep so giving you going, that stat. So, yeah, but you're 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 kind of waffling because you're throwing that out. No, I'm, I'm going to go. You're waffling. You're saying, yeah, I, typically I'm going against everything that I logically would normally do, but I'm picking against my logic. Yes, which is a pretty good way to be wrong. <laughs> I spent the last 10 weeks in our picks pool picking the Niners every single week. And Put it, the chaps it on, man. So Put we're the go- chaps hey, my, on. My pick is in. Okay, you're over there. Great. You're stalling. And well, you've only no, got I, I, I nailed I nailed it already. You're right. I am late. There's something about Brock Purdy. Brock <laughs> there's solid. Something, there's something about <laughs> there's something about Brock Purdy right now that I I maybe this is it. Maybe going on the road. Maybe this is going to be it where it finally grabs his attention and it's going to be too much for Brock Purdy. Yet I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> This Brock Purdy is going to have an opportunity, I think, to actually go to the Super Bowl and maybe win a Super Bowl before he loses his first game. (laughs) I'm going 49ers and maybe a little crazy Carl showing up for the 49ers as well. But that defense is so good at, at mustering crazy Carl. Yeah, I think the 49ers... Mark it down. 21-19. Ooh, I, I do like the odd score. I do feel like one of these games is going to have an odd score. I, I mean, we live in a world where kickers can't make extra points anymore, and I, I took two pretty solid scores. So 21-19, man, these are... If I San, I, I, San Francisco, I think, is the best all-around team, and Patrick Mahomes is the best all-around player, and I just picked against both of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm keeping these. I got these scores right okay, here. Wrote it down. It down? Yeah. Okay. 
you have looks uh, like scratch right there. Well, you can't read them, but I still wrote them down. Uh, you have Chiefs 27-24 and San Francisco 21-19. You know, command and control back there, especially with Pixie and Mel back there, they're banging away on the keyboard right now, making sure it's actually going to be in font. No, they're actually cutting up seven different interviews simultaneously as they happen. Oh, that's true. They already had our picks before we right. made them somehow. That's uh, multitask. Yeah, that's right. Can't stand people who know how to multitask. <laughs> Drive you crazy. Well, then you'll never the hate production. You'll never hate per- yourself. The Warrior Queen is just absolutely off the hook when it comes to that. That's multitasking. You do one task. Yeah, she does many tasks. A to B. Yeah, she's got the whole alphabet in the air. Text us your thoughts. The FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. All right, here we go. DeAndre Ayton had the numbers last night. What do you have, 19 points, 20 rebounds? Yeah. Just not when it mattered the most. So how frustrated is everybody? And that includes, like, Charles Barkley and Kendrick Perkins. And I know a lot of Suns fans. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, let's see. How do we approach this segment here? Here, Wolf, let's play a little word association, okay? Melancholy. That's how I'm going to approach it right now. As a matter of fact, give me some grunge. No, you looked at I don't care what it is right now. Just go ahead and get it. Get a little grungy out here. I'm feeling a little dirty, Basin audience. I'm going to throw the word out there, okay? Okay. Words. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. DA. <laughs> I, I, we did not plan this, basically. Well, you did say so play a little know. grunge music. I, I know. It, it does. DeAndre Ayton, a guy that I, I... I don't even know him, and yet I, I feel like I do and really appreciate him and love him for being a, a really squared-away dude. It's just really difficult to watch him sometimes play. Let me me try and be the voice of reason here, and I know I'm going to just get steamrolled by people who are very upset with DeAndre Ayton today. So just go ahead. Um, It was his first game (laughs) back. The crutch music is gone. It just Um, was great. It was his first game back from being sick. Now, I'm not saying that that's an excuse to miss that rebound at the end. I would also say he did have... He did have 20 rebounds in the game. (laughs) Now, that said, this is not the first time ever that he's had a game like this, right? It's not... He's to the point where he's difficult to talk about because, again, he's not bad, but you're playing a Dallas team, and I think part of the reason it's always so frustrating when they play Dallas and don't win, that is set up for DeAndre Ayton to dominate. The Mavericks are set up to be one of those teams. It should be, well, yeah, you know, the conversation should be, well, yeah, Luca's better than DA, but boy, DA just dominates Dallas every time they play. So, you know, kind know. of, and he just, he well, they've got doesn't. Dwight Powell. Okay, I'm gonna let you. I'm just gonna stop and let you think about what you just said. You know, I know. You know, I, know. I, I said I, I know, that for you know, a I know, fact, I know. kind of right there, and I'm not trying to it just beat down Dwight Powell in any way, shape, or form. DA should be beating down Dwight Powell in every way, shape, and form. What's your point? That's why it's frustrating. 
I can give you a look. I'll start. Here's DA after the game. I'll, I'll play this for you. I don't know if you've heard this yet. I'm still sick. Um, this is not contagious. No, not, <laughs> this is not contagious. I'm uncontagious, not contagious. No. It's just that. Me catching my breath. I feel off today. I felt a little dizzy. Um, you know, as soon as I got my wind up, just trying to turn up a little bit in that first half, second quarter. I mean, that third quarter especially, trying to find it in. You know, I was struggling a little bit on some of the shots, like the jump hooks, like after fighting, getting position, and just going up strong. I could tell I still needed my reps, and you know, still had some rust on me where it was contact involved. Because when you're in the gym by yourself, working on your shots and getting back in the groove, it's not, you know, they're not playing it as intense like how you do in these games. So, I don't know, it was a good, it was a good way to, you know, just uh, take off all this. Just rust off of me. Yeah. I'll give him a game yeah. back, okay? But the conversation, unfortunately, is not centered really around last night's game. It's every time they play Dallas, he should dominate that team. And that's that's where it gets tough. And I get the frustration. For a lot of Suns fans, it's been there since, like, day one. With yeah, DA. yeah. He, there's no doubt. D.A. looked super rusty to me. He, he missed so many shots in the paint. 14, that's the other thing. They ran the offense in a way there was kind of running through him at I times know. last night. He missed so many shots in the paint. Five that I counted within the restricted area. Five. It's not great. Yeah, and from time to time he's had problems with that, right? The little yeah. layups, the bunnies, it's, the things of that nature. The when everybody, it's the when everybody says what? Dunk the ball. Dunk it. You're right, go up with... Oh, man, you know, I, I again, and I, I mean no disrespect to a guy that is wildly talented in a good basketball player. He is a good basketball player. Good basketball players go out and they have great games from time to time. They have great games from time to time. Great basketball players, they go out and they play great most of the time. Yeah, and maybe that's it. I mean, how many times have I had to rewire my expectations for DeAndre Ayton? And I'm not doing this just based on last night's game, but I think really what it is is he is a good player to have on your team, Yes, but you can't really count on him to win you a game. Yes. No, I, I think that is the best way to go, and it sums it up, what you're saying, based on, think about it, a night he had 20 rebounds. 20 rebounds in the game. He couldn't block out Dwight Powell with 9.8 left and got the rebound when it mattered the most. This he is couldn't do it. Charles Barkley, uh, after the game on uh, on TNT, or actually this is during the halftime show. Too much pressure on a guy I don't think that actually is a scorer. You know, he's got the money of a scorer, but I don't think he is a scorer. Wait, <laughs> repeat that again? He got the money of a scorer. Yeah, when you get paid, you're supposed to play like it. But if you don't have that skill set, oh, okay, you got that dude you come make a jump. You think he's stop, a scorer? Stop it. Yeah. You think he's a 25 point a scorer? In, in today's NBA, hell yeah. Okay, uh, well, I don't. Well, he well, played well, against well, little little munchkins well, out there the whole game. Does he do it? Well, he what, yeah, have he ever done it? Yeah, four for twelve. See, first of all, he should be eight for twelve. He missed, like, he missed like four little jumpers. He is to me, as I said, he's the guy. You know, Kenny can say, well, first of all, they paid him that money because they thought he was going to take the next step. I've said this for You know how much I love Chris Paul. He's 102 years old. Can't expect him. It's got to be Booker and Aiden. 100%. But Booker, he going to do his thing. Aiden's the guy. Kenny, there's no tall guys for the Mavericks. Hmm. He should be killing them a little bit.
First of all, Chris Paul's like, what did I do? I think it came. Why are you saying I'm 102, 102 years old? 102 right there. Um, that's because he loved him. He kicked him. I think right that's... Right yeah, No, he did. He just... Yeah, there was, you go. The, yeah. Um, I, that's... I mean, you have that conversation and you just... Your, your words get tied up in pretzels when you talk about DeAndre Ayton. Because... It, there's almost no way to talk about him without going too far in one direction or the other. Correct. And yes. he is wildly talented and really good sometimes, and it can be a good teammate, and then also he's letting his team down, and he's somehow getting 20 rebounds and not rebounding well enough in a game. And when they lose close games, especially against a team like that, where it should just be like, you know what, DA, this is not that we're going to take the night off, but when Dallas is on the schedule, that should be the game you win for us. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's all about consistency with DeAndre. It's tiring. It's, it's about game to game, and it's about quarter to quarter. Consistency. It is. Uh, th- there were points last night where he was active, and he worked hard, and he moved his feet. He just wasn't good with the ball and looked lost on the defensive end of the floor multiple times. Isn't that right, Torrey Craig? I don't know if you happen to notice that. Torrey Craig, it seemed like he was filtering. He was pushing a guy to go with his right hand, pushing him towards D.A. for D.A. to be the guy that was going to rim protect right there. And all of a sudden, the guy went right up and laid it in, as we've seen from time to time with D.A. Like, it took D.A. by surprise. And and that's the situational awareness that you've got to have that the players were talking about after the game. The situational awareness. And then suddenly it's a layup, and you got Tory Craig looking at DA like, "What are you doing?" It's look. He, he's also this gets to the heart of it. He, he's also a lightning rod for criticism. I mean, I, I do sometimes wonder what why DeAndre, is that? Well, why do you no, think that is? he has created this himself over yeah. time. Yeah, no, I mean, he's the most talented guy on the floor. It's, well, it's not just that he's the most talented; it's it's because he is getting paid like a truly elite player now. Right. That that's what it is for me. I I look See, at him for and I'm me. Like, it's the athletic thing. Yeah, it is. It's his teammates looking at him, going, "It's not really about the money as much as it's about you've got all this skill, all this talent, all this." Why aren't you bringing it on a consistent level? I'm talking about game to game. That's week been there to since week. day one. For, for DA, it's quarter to quarter sometimes. But I think it hits a new level when you are asking for and then getting paid the max. If you get paid the You're max, right. you got to have I'm these games where you get to go, out, I go out there. And I mean, we're, right. unfortunately, both of these thoughts are right. Um, this is Monty Williams after the game. Saying, okay, and this is again, it's weird. <laughs> Guy had 20 rebounds, 19 points, and the coach has to come out and say, no, it's not his fault we lost. Look, we didn't win the game. It was a tough night for everybody across the board. Yeah, he could have finished better around the basket, but by and large, we did not play uh, to the best of our ability tonight, um, especially when I started to make subs. That was a dip in our focus and energy tonight, and, and that can't happen. And there's another DA cut I want to play. We're out of time. I'll play it later on in the show. I don't okay. I don't think you've heard it either. Cool. And I just want to see your head explode when I play it. So look forward to that later on in the show. Uh, all right. When an NFL coaching job has been filled, four still remain. Cardinals continue uh, interviewing, I guess, at least talking about what they have learned from these interviews. How long is this going to play out? We're going to ask our own Cardinals reporter, Tyler Drake. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports Cardinals head coaching search update 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 update, update. 
right, as the Cardinals coaching search continues, we're bringing in our own Cardinals reporter, Tyler Drake, to uh, hopefully shed some light on what's going on here. Tyler, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? Good to be here. Let me throw this update out there from Ian Rappaport. Uh, D'Amico Ryans has emerged as a top candidate for the Texans. Sources tell him and Tom Pelissero he's expected to meet with Houston at some point next week after the Niners game. Mutual interest, and if all goes well, he could be their next head coach. So that does quite a few things, uh, Tyler, if that were to happen. Okay. That, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I think Ryan's Houston is kind of, I, that, that just seems like that's the move. It just he played there. There's the connection. That just seems a move for me. And then I yesterday was Denver was a top candidate, too, for him. So that's going to do something. And obviously he canceled his interview with the Cardinals. So I don't really consider him even a candidate for them now. Yeah, I, I guess I don't either. But what you just said right there is if he goes to Houston, that's another team off the board looking for a coach. So what are we down to three at that point? But he was supposedly a top option for Denver. So what does that do for Denver? I guess let's let's start here. Sean Payton, if the Cardinals want him, what are they competing with more? Him going back to TV, him going to Denver, something else? Well, I mean, from the report we saw yesterday, which Sean Payton kind of debunked, which seemed like right after he met with the Cardinals, was that there was a little bit of an issue with the interview with the Broncos. So that seems like a snag. I think really what it comes down to is, does he want to go to the Cardinals or does he want to go back to TV? I really think that's where it's coming down to, which is crazy to get to this point in the in the head coaching search for the whole NFL right now. It is. This is where we're at. Did you guys... Oh, you know what? I'll turn my microphone on right there. Sorry about that. Well, when you think it's on, you assume it's on because you press the button. And you, okay. Get my no, I was having issues with it yesterday. Yeah, it know, never it happened just, on the air. Right, but, exactly. Know. Anyways, Sean Payton tweeting out a correction to a story and debunking that story, saying he's got no problem whatsoever yeah. with an owner. What did you guys read into that? Can I get your opinion on that as you're sitting here? I'll start with you, Tyler. I read it as he's keeping his options open. He's making sure that he there's no burnt bridges or nobody is perceiving there's burnt bridges. I mean, he's he's keep yeah, like I said, he's keeping his options open to where he doesn't just have Cardinals or TV. He still does have that Broncos head coaching job if it really is still in play. Yeah, uh, you know, similar to that, and Aaron brought this up before the show, and I think I probably lean more to what she was saying. Um, the timing was just interesting. It felt like he just interviewed with the Cardinals for seven hours, jumped in the car on the plane or whatever, jumped on Twitter. And I, I agree with Tyler, that was probably the point, and I think it's smart, keep all your yeah. options mm-hmm. open. But Because uh, you don't want that reputation either, of like, oh, this guy's kind of tough to work with. If you're going back to Fox and then and you're going to do this all again next year. Um, but the timing was just interesting. Of like, like If he had done that this morning, I'd have been like, oh yeah, whatever. But it was like, right, okay, you just talked to the Cardinals for seven hours, and your first thought is to go tweet something about the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, you know, once again, though, um, if it's your reputation that is at risk, maybe you would. And yeah, I'm that, not saying it's me, wrong. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. For me right now, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged, and you know me. I've been pretty pessimistic. Pessimistic about this. I have been for the most part. Yeah. Um, I, I think... You meet with somebody for seven hours, something had to happen. Something had to happen that is good and not bad. If because had, that's the longest I've ever heard of a guy actually coach or being on an interview with a team. That's just a 
maybe I maybe I haven't heard enough about it, but for me, that's as long as I've ever heard seven hours sitting there at the facility. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, yeah. It makes me wonder how long his other interviews were. Yeah, because I mean, if they were only a couple hours, yeah, there's definitely something there. No, I know there are times where a coach would go into a city and he'd go in there and they'd have dinner and things of that nature, but that really isn't the interview. It isn't. Right, the interview is sitting down and answering questions, and there's a lot of greasing it up on the board, so to speak. I just think a lot of it too is the perception. If you don't think the Cardinals can get Sean Payton, and, and two months ago, if you had asked me, I'd have been like, "No, they're not going to be the team that gets Sean Payton." I think a lot of the perception is it's kind of like a foregone conclusion. Michael Bidwell's not going to pay that much, or Sean Payton, you know, he's taking the interview for leverage. Yeah, I don't think you do leverage for seven hours. I don't think you talk to somebody <laughs> no. for seven hours if you know you're not going to pay them. But, Tyler, I'm going to ask you this, and I, and I don't know that there is a right answer to this right now. They might not have this answer in Denver, but Denver's still the team I'm looking at of, like, are they just going to – if they just lost to Mika Ryans, if that's who they thought they were going to get, you know, if they thought they had a shot at Dan Quinn up until a few days ago, um, are they just going to panic and give Sean Payton everything he wants? Like, who, who's Denver's front runner at this point? Because they still need a coach. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. That's – at the, How did Houston and Carolina potentially get their coaches yeah, before everybody else? That's the thing that is stuck out to me is just the fact that they've they've went in and said we're getting it done and or at least have the top guy we want and we're going to try to move forward that way. So yeah, Denver. I mean, that's it's crazy to see how this is all shaking out. Yeah, it feels like it's going a little backwards than what it normally does. Yeah, what are your thoughts in regard to the championship weekend coming up here? Um, who do you like in both these games, Tyler? Ooh. Well, I would have to say for me, I think, you know, I think the Eagles are stacked. I think they're a great team, but I really think the Niners are on something with Purdy. I think they're riding that really well, and he's showing everybody that he can be in this moment and, and excel in this moment. So I think it's going to be close. I think it's really going to come down to a couple plays, but I think the Niners can squeak out a win over the Eagles. And then I think it's Joe Burrow time, <laughs> to be completely honest. I think he's going to go into to Burrow head, as they like to call it, and uh, <laughs> get the awesome. W. There and so that would be cool because then you get the uh, you know that old school Super Bowl matchup of Niners Bengals. That would yes. be really fun to just to see that back in action. You know, I, it's going to be interesting to see if in fact something shakes loose with Sean Payton right now. I'm talking about today. Yeah. Before we go off the air, if something we get some kind of word that comes down, and a lot of it is is because heading into Championship Weekend, much of the time there have been many owners in the past that wanted to have their hire done before that, before all of this, even though they can't always meet Mm -hmm. with some of the guys that are are coveted. They've always wanted to to be able to have that done and get it out of the way. I I just, I kind of tie in championship weekend with, wow, this is really dragging on if it goes beyond. Well, yeah, I mean, we still only have one team with a head coach. It sounds like Houston maybe has their guy, but that's not a done deal. So you have one team, and it was it was Carolina with Frank Reich, who I didn't think would be the first coach hire no either. Um, how about this, too? There's four different Super Bowl possibilities. We have three of us in here. We've all predicted a different matchup. That's, <laughs> that's how wide open it is this year. Um, all right, that was your fun question, Tyler. Now back to the, uh, the coaching and debating <laughs> answers. What do you expect now as far as timing sort of along the lines of what wolf was saying i mean do you think it, it depends on on who they end up hiring do you think they're going to interview anybody else i don't i don't think so i think if D'Amico would have rescheduled i think that would still be one that we should be looking for but the fact that he canceled and we have known nothing 
past that. I think yeah. he's not even in the conversation anymore. So I think, like Wolf said, it could be today. And why wouldn't it be today? They've got yeah. all their interviews done. <laughs> Make a decision and let's get going. But I, at the same time, let me throw this out. Maybe Sunday morning, right before the games start, Cardinals take over the news cycle a little bit. I could easily see that happening, too. Oh, that's, that's yeah, that is bold. well played right there. That is PR and PR matters. Yes, There's it no does. No doubt about that. When you break that. Uh, but I will say this, though, and you're not wrong, but if you hired Sean Payton, you could announce that at one in the morning and that would dominate the news <laughs> cycle. true. <laughs> yes. D'Amico Ryans, to me, is a guy that I, I thought he was going to get a lot more buzz than what he has. I think so it's because he's doing another job right now. Well, I think that's the I, yeah, problem. but you know, but that is that a bad thing? Do teams look negatively on that? Of course not. Of course they don't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. It seems that, like he's no. one of the hottest names out there now. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. But Sean Payton still, the fact that he has reared his head right now, once again, with the Arizona Cardinals, because I wrote him off when they hired Monty Austin. For yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I, did. I, I wrote him off. I said, there's no way. Yeah. He's, he's going to, they're, they're not going to be able to afford Sean Payton and the salary, of course, of Sean Payton and what he's going to ask, especially if they, they could justify it, I think, a little bit more if you had general manager and a head coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could totally. We'll give you 20 million to do we'll both. We'll give jobs. you all of that right there. You're going to be the guy, Sean. Yeah. I mean, and adding to that, Monty even told us, you know, he hadn't really worked with Sean Payton before in the past. And as a new GM coming in and taking this job and understanding that, hey, you might only have one crack at this. Yeah, you would want to bring in somebody you are familiar with or at least know at some point. That's why I think Brian Flores is still a name that is still out there, in my opinion, that could easily be the head coach of the Cardinals. Yeah, so that uh, we have to go there. If it's not Sean Payton, do you think it's Flores? I think so. Okay, I think I think that's the most logical answer. Just from just from what I just said with Monty and him knowing each other, they want to bring that Patriot way to make it the Cardinal way. I think all of that combined would make him a decent hire too. I think that'd be a solid hire. Defensive minded. I think he's a no nonsense guy. I think he would really just jumpstart the culture change that's needed in there. Yeah, I know. I love that right there. It's one of the reasons why if the Cardinals, if they can't get Sean Payton, I think I'm going to have to say that defense is the way to go. There's no doubt about it. And who else would they hire? Frank Wright? No. He's already hired. It would be Vance Joseph or Brian Flores. It's going to be a defensive-minded coach, and I'm going to be okay with that for all the reasons we have talked about. Mm -hmm. But I think it's the truth. that You've got to have that separation with Kyle. Murray. You have to have that. Not only that, you've got a lot invested in guys like Isaiah Simmons, again, Zaven Collins, uh, Marco Wilson. There's a really good chance you're going to use that number three pick on a defensive mm-hmm. player like Will Anderson. So you need a defensive-minded coach as well, I think. And then the third reason, defense, defensive-minded coaches, for the most part, they're much more physically-minded mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And I love that traditional, much more traditional. It's still about the line of scrimmage. Yep. And going out and playing on the line of scrimmage and balling out and do it in a bloody kind of I, I just I also like, and it's, it's sort of the reverse of the 49ers, but it's a similar model of you've got an offensive head coach there, right? Kyle Shanahan knows how to do stuff on offense, but they are loaded with talent on defense. If you look at the Cardinals, you would say right now, and this might change, you're loaded with talent on offense, so let's bring in a defensive-minded coach and cover it that way. It's, 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 kinda, it's similar to what 
the 49ers have done. You have to actually do it, though. Tyler, great stuff, man. We will be bothering you until this is done. So for your sake, I hope it gets done soon. <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> right over there. We may drag you back in here in two hours if they hire something. That's right. All right. That was uh, that was Tyler Drake joining us right there. Of course, you can read all his stuff on ArizonaSports.com. And when we come back, we'll take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.